0: welcome to the hey chaplain podcast my name is jared altick and i'm a chaplain with the police department this podcast is for cops and for everyone interested in law enforcement culture careers and wellness on hey chaplain you'll hear from dispatchers and federal agents sheriffs and u.s marshals as well as the occasional door breacher from the swat team from the LAPD to Scotland Yard, the guests on Hey Chaplin shared their own experiences so that police officers everywhere can survive and thrive. If we won't even track it, we don't really care about it. That's true of crime stats, pre-shift vehicle inspections, and our own family's finances. So today, I'm bringing back Nick Darty from Financial Cop. Nick is a former cop who teaches cops how to handle their money with wisdom. Here's Nick Darton. Hello Nick. Hey, how are you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing just fine. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. Nick, what's the best way to get control of our finances here in the new year?
1: Well, I'm gonna give you a kind of two part strategy with this. And and when it comes to New Year's resolutions, we're really good at making New Year's resolutions and yeah. we're really good at not following through with them. <laughs> yes. Um, and you know, when it comes to whether it's your weight, eating better, or finances, those would be among some of the top New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I want to give you is a quote which is no excuses. It doesn't matter where you've been. It only matters where you're going. Uh-huh. We can't change the past. And we've all done stupid stuff with money. We've all not worked out when we needed to. We've all not eat, eat well. Let's stop making excuses and let's start to win in the future. Because remember, an excuse is nothing but a, a, a skin of a lie wrapped with a reason. Mm. And so let's start anew. So money what is some of the or what are the things that you can really start to do to change to make the biggest impact in the new year's well it surrounds that dreaded B word that you heard me on the last podcast talking yeah. about the yeah. dreaded budget <laughs> and
0: everybody hates it or at least they think they hate it right they, yeah.
1: you know it's it's funny i can't tell you how many people we've helped get through a budget that come back and go you know, this wasn't what I thought it was. Most Mm -hmm. people think a budget is restricting and a budget actually is not telling you what you can't spend your money on. It's telling you what you can spend your money on without the guilt associated with it. Right. And so we, we've got to get on a budget. We've, you know, for for my law enforcement, we talk about the SWAT rate aspect of things, you know, a SWAT team does an ops plan before they leave. Where are they going? Mm -hmm. What's the nearest hospital? Who's my, who's my dispatcher on the channel? Who's what's my stack order? Well, it's January one ish, you know, we're close and it's time to start doing that ops plan. What do we think we're going to spend for the month of January? Yeah. And if you want to cheat a little bit and start to go, what do we think our, our, our budget's going to look like for the entire year? I actually do a full year budget to kind of give a snapshot of what we think is going to happen. And as we're starting to work through this, we've got to create that habit. You know, what keeps us from exercising on a regular basis we don't create the habit. We give ourselves an excuse for not doing it one day and then it turns into two days. Well, we've got to stay consistent with the budget throughout the month. In other words, we have to debrief just like a SWAT team does. We've got to start to talk about what's going good with the budget, what's going bad with the budget. And then after the month, we've got to do our formal after action. Did everything we think was going to happen go according to plan? Or do we need to adjust things for February? Because February is going to be different than January. Yeah, And yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a little tidbit of advice when it comes to the January budget. January is kind of a double edged sword. It is a trap month for the first time, uh, first of the year, because we are going to have five weekends in the month of January.
0: Yeah, And
1: yeah. M- most of us do grocery shopping once a week on a weekend. And so take that into consideration. You know, we, we yeah. just got done with this massive cold Arctic bomb that hit us during Christmas, and you know our, our electricity and our heating bill is probably going to be a little bit higher. So start to look at some of those things and start to prepare for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so you, you have to have a plan, um, but how often are you, when you're guiding a cop through a budget, how often is denial part of the thing? Like an emotional, like I don't want to look at how I've spent my money this last year
1: i I see a lot of denial Uh, i tell you what i see a lot of thing a lot of is i see a lot of uh the excuses given of we just don't make enough money Hmm. you know or i didn't get enough overtime and i always tell people that you know first and foremost if you're struggling with money money is not the problem money is a symptom of the problem yeah the problem is you And that's kind of good, and it's kind of bad. Yeah, I'm sure that's a popular message. Yeah. (laughs) But when we recognize the problem is us, we can start to work work on fixing it. Every time we get a raise, you know, I I work with a lot of law enforcement executives. And ironically, most of my law enforcement executives are not wealthy. You know, I have a lot of chiefs that don't really have a lot of wealth. Yeah. And you go, yeah, but they're making a crap load of money. Yeah, but every time we got a raise, what did we do? we upgrade our standard of living instead of taking that raise and making it work for us to be able to upgrade the standard of living when it's appropriate. And so money is not the problem. Money is the symptom. We all make enough money to, to make ends meet. If we can't make ends meet, then it's usually because we've got other issues going on. Like we got too much car for what we make, or we live in too big of a house for what we make, or we're going on too many vacations for what we make. And so we've got to do that inner reflection on that.
0: When it comes down to budgeting and, and parents are, you know, their kids are in a sport or maybe multiple kids in multiple sports, and these are travel teams with, and there's thousands and thousands of dollars of investment for each of those teams. <laughs> How do you, I mean, it's one thing to tell myself no for something I want to do, but what happens when you realize you're kind of upside down and too far into some of these activities for your kids?
1: Yeah, you know, that's the double-edged sword of January, too. I mean, uh, thank you for the reminder. I've got a travel baseball bill i got to pay this week. <laughs> but I knew that was coming because we planned for it. Right. Um, you know, you, you got sports for kids, and that's another part of the trap months we talk about is understanding. You know, every January i got baseball. Every, you know, August, September I have baseball. i got cheerleading. Kids are expensive. Yes, they are. And it, it, But it's not uncommon for me to see families that overextend themselves so much by making sure their kids get to be included in everything Mm. that that causes strains on the budget. And we've got to be cognizant of that. Um, I I see a lot of with our kids when it comes to sports, I see a lot of us trying to do the proverbial keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. You know, a little Johnny's on a select baseball team. Well, I need to get on a select baseball team. Well, that's fine if you can afford to be on a select baseball team. But if you can't, you're jeopardizing not just your family, but you're jeopardizing the, your, your children as well because of the fact that we're overextending ourselves. Yeah. And yeah. we've got to look at that. And it's, it's not a fun subject. It's an emotional tug because it's, it's kids, but we can't have our kids doing all these extracurricular activities unless we can afford to allow them to do that in a manner that doesn't harm our finances because if our finances are not healthy at home, and we got kids, and we're talking about marriages now. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, what's the number one cause of divorce and fights in America? Money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, what kind of life are your kids going to have if we've overextended so much that the marriage gets strained and now we don't have a marriage? And now we're not just doing no sports. We got all kinds of issues then.
0: What happens if one spouse is okay with a budget meeting, but the other spouse is resistant or reluctant? Is there a way to navigate that?
1: Usually, if one spouse is having a lot of pushback, it's usually because of the way in which the other spouse is talking to that specific spouse. Hmm. You know, every family has usually has two dynamics. You know, in my family, my name's Nick. I'm the nerd. I love budgeting. Carrie is my free spirit. (laughs) Right. She hates talking about the budget. Now, on the flip side, I'm the spender in the family and Carrie is my natural saver. Hmm. And so we have to establish that line of communication. She knows that I want to track things. And I give an example. Now, when we talk about budgets with spouses, you know, most of my cops have been through or heard of one of the most phenomenal training classes they'll ever go through called verbal judo. Yeah. Your, your mouth will talk you out of more fights than your fist will. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you a good example. If I, if I see Carrie bought a bunch of stuff on Amazon, who knows what in the world is in the Amazon box. So, If I get home tonight and I walk into the living room and I'm like, "What would you get on Amazon now?" Right? She's she's already on her heels. What do you mean what did I buy on Amazon? I'm an adult. I'll buy what I want on Amazon. But if I use my verbal judo skills and I walk in and I say, "Hey Carrie, I saw you got some stuff in the budget or you, I'm sorry, you got some stuff from Amazon, which category in the budget do you want me to put it in?" Well, she knows I'm a natural, I want, I want to track this stuff. So to her, she knows I'm not criticizing her about spending money in, in, on Amazon. I just want to know where it goes. And so she goes, well, I got some clothes for the kids. Okay, cool. I'll go put it in the clothing budget. So if I go back to the clothing budget and we said we were going to spend 150 bucks on clothes this month and she just spent 200 Well, if I walk back into the living room and I'm like, what the heck are you doing, Carrie? We said 150 bucks. What are you spending 200 bucks on clothes for? Well, once again, the fight has not only started, but I've also set that expectation that she doesn't have permission to be right. honest with me about the budget yeah. because it's a fight. Yeah. And so, in instead, I walk back in the living room and I go, "Hey, Carrie, what we thought we were going to spend on clothes this month was about 150 bucks. We're sitting at about 200. Can you come back here to the office with me? Just I want to help you. Do you want me to pull 50 bucks maybe from savings or restaurants and?" You know, by the way, what happened? No, oh, Zach came home in his pants for, you know, looked like, you know, capri pants. Okay. Well, now <laughs> I know the why, Right, but we're also going to work through this together. And so now it's not a, a comfort a confrontational, right. you know, for most couples, if you walk in and you're like, what's this charge, it's automatically defensive. Well, Carrie knows that if I walk in and say, Hey, where, what's this charge from? She knows it's not confrontational. She knows it's just the tracker. I mean, want to know where it's at. And if it does cause a problem in the budget, she knows that we have the open dialogue to communicate about how to fix it together and not make it a fight.
0: Yeah. And a cop has to be careful not to go into cop mode and start talking to your spouse as if this is someone you're about to arrest. And so, and so that's, that's a challenge too. Uh, Let me ask about the budget meeting. So, so you have to have honesty and transparency and good communication with, with husband and wife, with, with spouses to, to, to build a budget at what age might you bring a kid into that conversation? Do you just never bring the children in? Do you, would a teenager get to sit in and learn or even add input? What do you think about that?
1: My, le- my 11 year old, we have discussions with Zach all the time about money and budgets. Um, okay, You know, he, 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 knows that about the electricity bill. He knows about cost. Um, he, we actually have him on a money system right now where he, he gets, we, we don't, we don't give our kids allowances. We pay our kids commissions Hmm. and they get certain jobs that they can earn a commission. And it's funny. (laughs) My wife sent me a picture yesterday of the, uh, the windows and she's like, my window washer uh, washer didn't show up today. And I'm like, I didn't know you had someone coming to wash the windows. And she goes, I didn't. I go, well then who didn't show up? She goes, your son. (laughs) I go, What do you mean? He, she goes, well, I offered to pay him $20 to clean the windows. And, He decided he wanted to go play with friends, and he got home, and he was all mad because I didn't wait for him. And so I talked to him, and he's like, Daddy, I was going to do it. I'm like, well, sometimes if you don't show up for your job, you don't get paid. Yeah, yeah. And so we pay him a commission, and so we have certain jobs that he gets paid a commission. Now, with that commission, he has to do three things with it. Part of it goes into savings, and we want to know what you're saving for. You're usually a video game. And part of it goes into spending. What are you going to spend it? Maybe he uses it to buy, you know, an extra dessert at lunch for the, at at the week during the school. Mm -hmm. And part of it has to go to giving, Mm -hmm. you know, who, what what are you going to give charity wise to? And so we have those discussions all the time. Now, Kylie is seven. We're starting to introduce her to some of this stuff. She doesn't quite comprehend the money. Sure.
0: But that'll come with time.
1: Yeah. But but we're introducing these things to them now. So that way, when, when they get older, they know that money just doesn't get handed to you. You have to earn it. You've got to work to earn a commission.
0: That's fantastic. And, you know, too, if you have good communication and there's nobody in the family that's hiding something from somebody else, then then you might discover that areas you're spending money, that not everybody actually wants to do that. You know, yeah. <laughs> sometimes we do things as a family because we assume, well, our kids really want this. But I've never actually asked them if they want this. I just assume that they did. And so, so, you know, we can solve some problems just by communicating better.
1: Yep. You know, you talk about sports. I can't tell you how many kids that we see in the sports world and these competitive leagues that you, it's like you, you, you dig down to it and sometimes, the kid doesn't really want to play yeah. the sport. It's yeah. the parent that wants them to play it and we're spending a bunch of money just for that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Driving yourself toward toward money problems and marriage problems to do something the kid doesn't want to do in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Or might the kid might be happier doing an alternative activity yep. that might cost less money or require less travel, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Nick, this is fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much. If people want to find out more information, where, where's the best place to find you?
1: So our website would be the best place. It's financialcop.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Financial Cop. We put all kinds of blogs out with those things. So happy to help anyway. But those are the best places to find us.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much, Nick. I really appreciate Nick dropping in to do this interview. And remember, if you want to take charge of your finances, today is the best day to get started. The views expressed here are the personal views of the hosts and our guest and do not necessarily represent the views of any law enforcement agency or its components. And here's the financial disclaimer. The views expressed by the host and the guest are for informational purposes only and in no event should be construed as an offer to buy or to sell securities. Opinions expressed are the subject to change without notice and do not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs of an individual investor. Neither Financial Cop, IFP Advisors, LLC, IFP Securities, LLC, DBA Independent Financial Partners, IFP, nor their affiliates offer tax or legal advice. Interested parties are strongly encouraged to seek advice from qualified tax and or legal experts regarding the best options for your particular circumstances. Investment advice offered through IFP Advisors, LLC. DBA Independent Financial Partners, IFP, a registered investment advisor. IFP is not affiliated with Surf and Protect Financial Texas and Financial Cop. Phew! Please go find Hey Chaplin on Facebook and Twitter, and if you would, please share this episode with a cop or someone who loves a cop. Thank you for listening to Hey Chaplin, and as always, pray for peace in our city.